1: Welcome to the post-pod sift spoil. Uh, We are going to talk about all the hanging threads, romances, jokes, Easter eggs, cameos, deaths, resurrections, and post-credit sequences they all die from spider-man no way home uh, i was gonna
2: say uh, that list again that you rattled off which i can never remember from memory but the resurrections death post credit scenes that, that's all here that's all yeah, here yeah
1: yeah this is this, this, all this, happens uh hanging threads <laughs> romances jokes yes. easter yes. eggs cameos yes. death yes. resurrections yes. There's definitely hanging, hanging now give it to me i movie. want all of it <laughs> uh yeah there's a lot to talk about i think the best way to approach this is just to kind to talk about specifics that you guys want to talk about. I mean, I think you have to you don't want to bury the lead. Uh we get Andrew Garfield and, and yeah, we get Andrew Garfield and we get Toby Maguire. Um and yeah. not just cameos. These are not cameos. These are characters was, in the movie. I was
2: I was pleased as Punch when they came in when they did. Because mm-hmm. I looked at my watch like they're doing it. And there's like an hour left. Mm-hmm. Oh this is great. Because yeah. yeah. I when I, I did watch the trailer and I couldn't help but speculate, there's a line where Doctor Strange says there's more coming through, and it looked like, uh-oh, it's going to open up, and there's going to be more threat. And I thought, oh, there, that's where the heroes come in at the last moment, and they save the day. And I thought Toby and Andrew would show up with, like, 10 minutes to go. They'd be in the final fight, and they'd have a scene at the end where they hug, and that'd be it. But to have all of that extra stuff with them, just in Ned's house, where mm-hmm. they're just chatting, and it's just casual, and it's intimate— that was the stuff I adore. Where they're just like interacting as people, and they're sharing their own versions of their own universes. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so much fun. I well, loved the, it.
1: The movie makes an interesting choice to bring them back at their current ages, right? So the the, the yeah. so the villains yeah. come back at like the moment before their death. Um, yeah, and apparently yeah.
2: Alfred uh, was de-aged for this. I didn't really notice it because his hair looks yeah. different. Yeah, Defoe and, and
1: was- Molina were both uh, de-aged. Um, although uh, Defoe uh, f- famously is saying that he wasn't, he wouldn't come back unless they let him do all his own stunts and uh, actions. He looks pretty spry for a so, 66-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. He's so good in this. He He is so good in this. Uh, I will say, since we're you know, since we're talking about uh, you know Andrew and Toby, um, what a year Andrew Garfield is having, man! Like uh, he is so good in (laughs) this.
2: Tick, tick, boom, and this. It's been pretty good.
1: Oh man, he is so good in all three of those movies. I I think. I've he's always been my favorite Spider-Man, even more than really? uh, Tom Holland. He, I just I love like the way he played the character with so much like pathos, um, and then seeing them all together, it just confirmed it for me. I don't think those movies are the best movies of the Spider-Man movies no. made, but they man, are. I love Garfield as Spider-Man. I love him so much as Spider-Man. Um, it was.
3: It, He's not it, my favorite. I think Tom Holland's my favorite, but I think yeah. that Garfield I, I, I got to so go with Tony. This is
2: great. <laughs> we all pick our own. Yeah. That's great. I was going to say, um, Andrew is my, has been my least favorite, but in this group, when the three of them are bantering and they're joking around about their web shooters and like, mm-hmm. who have you fought? Who have I fought? You got to go to space. That's awesome. Dude, I want to fight an alien. <laughs> yeah, there's something about Andrew's, the, the, his entire his charisma, his, his sort of down on his luck kind of persona. Like, oh, shucks, guys. Like, I didn't get to fight. it. there's something so fun about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fact that Andrew, and I think a lot of people kind of predicted this, got his moment of redemption when he saves oh, MJ Fong. I cried. Look, I just, wept. it was so good.
1: I just, I, like, it I didn't so even good. understand the emotion that was coming out of me. I was just like, that is a stupid moment from a movie that is so many years old. And just like, but he just, you just felt it. And you just yeah. felt that redemption. And I was just like, I'm weeping for a. Fake Spider Man from a movie that's not even, mo- I don't know. It was so weird. I was I was almost mad at myself by uh, how my, how emotional I got no, at they, that they, moment. They, it no, was, there's
3: was... nothing to get mad at yourself about. That's what the movie's intention was. Yes, everybody in this movie's fake.
1: Yeah, I but know. the
3: emotions what? that they portray and they <laughs> convey are real. Yeah,
2: no, it, it was so.
3: That, those are the moments
2: I appreciated the most where we got. Some of those – those uh, the closure and, mm-hmm. and like the closing of the loop. There was just I think a, I think a single <clears throat> uh, pair of, of lines that Alfred and Toby swap at the end of the movie mm-hmm. where he says something like, oh, you've grown up. And he says um, like I'm, I'm trying to get better every day. And it's just that little moment where they reconnect. And it was just so heartwarming to see these characters that we haven't seen in this context together in 20 years in some cases mm-hmm. – how to revisit that relationship and put a bow on it and a happy ending that I, I didn't realize I wanted so badly. Like yeah. Alfred and the Doc Ock character was a very compelling villain because he wasn't bad. He got corrupted by his own hubris and he didn't have a chance to sort of be saved. He died before uh, you know Spider-Man had a chance to do that. And in this movie, we get that second chance and it's so – it's so rewarding to see like, oh, wow, these these guys can be saved. They can be redeemed and we can get a happy ending even for the people that maybe didn't deserve it.
1: There's also these beautiful moments of like glimpses into what life's been like for them since the movies. Like, you know, the, these moments of for Toby just being like, Still having trouble, you know, with MJ and still trying to figure that out. And Garfield basically saying he is gone full revenge and just like yeah, giving into man. the darkness and that kind of stuff, uh, which makes sense. Um, yeah. So, man, I just I I was really blown away by. And again, I shouldn't be. Marvel knows how to play with their toys, but I just I was completely blown away by how fully realized these quote-unquote cameos were they're not cameos they're characters they really weren't cameos um so yeah i was i was and and i think all that
2: i think their their character arcs if you can call it that because we don't get a beginning to their arc obviously that's already established we do get sort of some resolution to everyone that comes back here um obviously some characters more than others and that really worked that was like a, a core element of the emotional Driving force of this movie was wrapping up the other people's narratives, mm-hmm. not just Tom Holland and Zendaya, but we also like wrapping up Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin was like a huge reason why this mm-hmm. climax worked. Like finally curing Doc Ock was a big part of the three act structure here. And it mm-hmm. wasn't just like, oh, let's just bring him back and it'll be a fun little battle and we'll get rid of him. Yeah. Like their their narrative was intertwoven into this, uh in a really fascinating and important way. In the movie never
1: to- the movie never decides to uh to get cute and cheap with that stuff, in my opinion. Like um like there's there's an opportunity at the end when it's when the space time is opening up and you see some shapes of like rhino and craven and you know, some different Things that I gotta are watch it again because
2: I, I I see people talking about that online and I, I missed it I did not well
1: but you know there's an opportunity there at the end to show Paul Giamatti right and just go like oh, you yeah. know, and make a wink there but the mo- the movie just, it, for the most part shies away from that stuff where it's like no that'd be cheap you know that'd just be a cheap a cheap little gag um, and and yeah so I was I was impressed with that. Yeah. I want to talk about
3: the end of this movie and like the way it redeemed not the, the full end, but like the actual end with like a, uh, the, the new Spider-Man and everything. But the only way I can talk about it is with first talking about the death of Aunt May.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's the other big one. Yeah. Yeah. And uh,
3: that's I feel so bad
2: for his character because he's lost everybody now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and I and I foolishly thought that Iron Man's death was going to be sort of his his Uncle Ben, and, yeah, his analog, his sort of placeholder for that traumatic mentor father figure. And it's like, you know what? That wasn't traumatic enough. Let's also kill Marissa Tomei off. Uh, yeah, and, that was rough.
3: And on top of that, you have everybody forgetting about him. This is the most alone Spider Man has ever been. He doesn't have MJ. He doesn't have Ned. He doesn't have an Uncle Ben, an Aunt May, a Tony. anybody. He is alone. And what I'm excited yet worried about is what that means for the future of this character, because there is a potential now for this Spider-Man to become a pretty dark character.
1: It's it's perfect on a out of movie uh, uh, scale. Because this is their last Spider-Man movie that Marvel and Sony have guaranteed together. So, like, yeah. the, the, the If pl- they don't
2: make a... F- they actually, Kevin Feige, as of today, I think, confirmed there will be a Spider-Man 4 within the MCU.
1: Oh, really? He confirmed, I, he confirmed it. I knew they confirmed that Spider-Man, would. That they had permission to use him in one more event movie. But I did no, not he, know...
2: No, a, a proper fourth Tom Holland movie.
1: Oh, okay. Wow. All right. I did which not is, know that. Which is...
2: Yeah, and that's very interesting to me because I am i watched this movie maybe, what, 36, 40 hours ago now, like a day and a half ago. And I'm still thinking about not just, like, the emotional weight that that would have on Peter Parker as a character, but obviously, like, the broader implications of how that affects the MCU going forward. Like, okay, so they forget Peter, but they still remember him as Spider-Man. They still remember him as an Avenger. People still know he saved the world, but, like, he's all alone. Like, he has... He saved the world, but nobody knows who he is. Mm-hmm. Not even his friends. Like that is, yeah, like you said, uh, Andrew. It's such a dark, and it's such a compelling uh, ending. It reminds me a lot of the end of the Butterfly Effect, at least the theatrical version, where he decides to not. That's not the one where he kills himself with his umbilical cord, but the one where he just stops himself from ever knowing Amy Smart's character. And Wait, there's
3: one where he kills himself with an umbilical cord. Yeah, he goes back in, in utero
2: and strangles himself before Jesus. he was even born. Yeah. It's I not a seen good that ending. One. The theatrical cut where he just passes Amy Spart on the sidewalk and he kind of there's a knowing glance, but they don't connect. It's the same way that No Way Home ends between Zendaya and Tom, where like he wants to tell her, he wants to reconnect, but he's like, You're better off without me in your life. There's a little that, bit just of a, uh, Eternal, it's so haunting,
1: a little bit of Eternal Sunshine of the Spider Mind, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, going on yeah. here for sure, <laughs> absolutely, um, yeah. Uh,
3: John's right. I'm just reading now. Yeah, Kevin Feige confirms there will be another Spider-Man film, and it's already in the works.
1: Wow, well, that's so. that's great, and and I think either way, they were setting themselves up for both possibilities because this mm-hmm. this movie is so smart in the way that it brings things to a close. Because everybody's forgotten Spider-Man in that in Aunt May's death is a part of that. Like, you know, so, um, yeah, it's or not forgotten Spider-Man, but forgotten uh, who Spider-Man is. Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Now, did the movie clarify if people forgotten Peter Parker even exist? Like, does no one yes. know this human ever yeah. existed? Yeah. I think I think that's okay. what it is. It's, yeah. So, it's, because no, I, it's don't not, the movie, I don't a think a lot the of... movie says that explicitly. I don't think there's ever a line no, of it, dialogue. I I don't think there's ever a line of dialogue that's like, hey, you know, they're not just going to forget about you being Spider-Man. They're going to completely forget you existed. Um,
2: yeah. No, it's the second thing. It's, they it's don't the know Peter they do Parker say that. existed.
1: They say that in the movie? How yeah. How did I miss that? Yeah. No, Doctor
3: Strange is like, are you sure you want to do this? Everybody will forget Peter Parker.
1: Yeah, he
2: almost explicitly, that's exactly yeah. what he said, I think. Yeah, um, okay. and what's interesting is, and I'm seeing a lot of that. chatter. I, I, obviously, I've been deep in the forums and the in the Twitter threads this uh, this week, uh, reading about other people's thoughts and opinions and, and the breakdowns of what this means. But I want to clarify that, as far as I can assess, it doesn't mean that Peter Parker never existed. It's just that people forgot he. Ex- so he still has a driver's license. He still has a name and a social security number. He has a job and he can get into college. But right. like people don't remember people who knew him personally do no longer so know. So here
1: this brings up one of my major issues. But he does this exist. This brings up one of my major issues with with this plot and I think you know as you start to get nitpicky the more and more of Is these things Happy will Hogan? these these things will exist. Well, it, what happened to all the hard proof? There's hard proof that he existed. There's you know there's videos there's you know all sorts of stuff there's things that you know he did that are aren't magic. explained other ways like magic so magic. <laughs> literally well, about, literally hand waved away i'm just saying I, right so you're saying that the answer is that whatever doctor strange's spell was it also dealt with the hard proof that yes. it erased yes. videos yeah. and did yeah. you know all that that's that work as well yeah. i just i think I like if you think really, it- if you really start digging into that i don't think it makes a lot of sense like there you will find walls where you will go oh wait even magic you know uh can't well i think if that. they
2: had tried if this was done via science and there was like a beam of light mm-hmm. literally the ending of men in black 2 where mm-hmm. a beam of right. light came out of the statue of liberty and erased everyone's memory um, that would have been like, okay, that's one way to do it. But what about all the paper and the proof and the videos? Mm-hmm. Whereas when you just say magic spell, it's like, all right, you can kind of make that whatever you need it to be. Yeah. And um, I don't, it's going to be interesting. Do the writers immediately about face on this in the fourth movie the way they have with a couple other changes? Like at the end of the first one, Aunt May found out he was Spider-Man. And then in Far From Home, it's like not a problem. We don't even we don't even see the scene. We don't see how they deal with it. It's just she knows he's Spider-Man and it's fine.
3: And she's all for it. Right.
2: And at the end of Far From Home, everyone finds out his identity, which obviously plays a big part into this movie. But also within like six minutes, it's you're not in any legal trouble. It's not a problem. You're fine. Right? Ooh, they, like immediately Matt they,
1: put, they bring yeah, in Matt Murdoch from Daredevil, it's really, which was great. It's really And they put it
2: they sweep it under the rug, like right away.
1: Well, it's it's re- it's really interesting. That the the point of crisis they choose to use is the fact that they're not they're not getting into MIT. <laughs> like that's that yeah. is that is what he's <laughs> like, oh, everything. man, like, Now I gotta erase myself. We're not getting into MIT. Whereas like not I thought murder. It, yeah, not the <laughs> fact that you murdered somebody. No, that's swept under the rug. It's actually the MIT thing that's gonna make him make this terrible choice uh, to try to well, do this. I think
3: that's uh, pushing back on that a sure, little sure, bit, sure. I think that's really the entire wow. focus of this movie is that Every every decision Peter makes in this movie is not for himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, if he did, if they did go that route of, uh, you know, Matt Murdock trying to get him out for the murder and stuff, then yeah, I mean, that's a great cameo, and I love seeing Daredevil. But it makes sense that was sense one because of the, the two,
1: thing, one of the two shallow cameos that I was, yeah, that him I was and referenced. Venom, yeah. him and Venom were just they're just those were winky cameos that if you Which didn't know, Venom made me so mad. But if you didn't know those things, I can see that being confusing. Just be like why why is the crowd applauding it, you know? Yeah. And why did he catch right. that? And what's like yeah, so like th- those were the those were the two fan servicey things in the movie that, mm-hmm. that I would point out and go, that wasn't handled, in my opinion, the best way fan service everything else I felt like really was. But those I think that's yeah. a fair criticism, sure. So, yeah. yeah.
3: But um going back is like he's not worried about you know the whole murder charges he's worried about his friends yeah lives being affected by him mm-hmm. well
2: i think that's why i think that's what makes him a very compelling peter parker is his selflessness yeah mm-hmm. um, and, and he never has well i guess in, in the second one where he gives away the glasses that's sort of his one moment like i want to do something for me i want my own life back and it, you know it quickly blows up in his face and he nearly loses the world but yeah um in this movie, he does the opposite decision, right? And he, and he sacrifices his entire existence, literally, to give it back to the people he does care about. And it's such a interesting narrative thing that you can really only play with in movies like this. You can't do, like, a drama movie where you can make this decision because there is no magic memory forgetting spell that you can just, nah, eh, let's, let's give that a shot for this next movie.
1: Well, um, and, and magic, you know, that conveniently... Uh somehow takes care of every single thing except for a little bit of Venom goo. And Magic's like, oh, I forgot about that I Venom hate, goo. I hate this. I hate <laughs> this. I hate it doesn't this. make yeah. any sense. Right? Why did yeah. that not get pulled out? It makes no sense. Yeah, that whole thing made me mad
3: because <laughs> everybody was so jacked and excited at the end of Venom Let There Be Carnage mm-hmm. that, that Eddie Brock is going to be in the MCU. We are going to get and Tom Hardy. In the, and he was
1: for... A grand total of a minute twenty. I actually think that's kind of funny. I actually think that that the the that kind of works for me just as like a almost a troll joke, uh a little bit. It's like, you know, would Venom even care or would he just sit there on a on an island and just be like, you know, what's going on? Um but yeah, no. The the little bit of goo leftover did bother me a little bit. But yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. So what so what do you what guys think about is, is that little bit of goo is that going to in turn find its way to Peter Parker who is now this is me speculating obviously my my fa- my fan theory crafting for Spider-Man 4. Sure. Is that little bit of goo going to find its way to Peter Parker and Spider-Man 4 is going to be symbiote Spider-Man? I don't know. It's possible. And they're going to try and remake Spider-Man 3. <laughs> the old one with Tobey Maguire, but make it good, you know? Yeah. Is that what they're going
1: to do? Don't know. Don't know. <clears throat> uh, that,
2: that'd be interesting to see their their MCU's take on Venom and, and sort of the black suit Spider-Man. But I think that the memory wipe stuff is more compelling to me as a narrative device. Like, where do you take that? How alone is Peter when we join him next? Like, how dark is he? How far gone is he? If he has nobody to rely on, if he comes home to an empty apartment every night, like, what does that do to him as a character? Is he literally just... Prowling for crime nonstop. Like, why not? What else does he have to do? Why bother going to college? Like, yeah. so it, it'll be really interesting where they develop the character from the starting point of you barely exist. You exist in like name
1: Yeah, all no, it. I, I, I'm fat. Marvel again. They do a good job at at, at dealing. You know, it, it well, I, the blip stuff sometimes annoys me, but um, but they do a fairly good job at dealing with the actual consequences of their choices. Um, so. Uh, so yeah, we'll see how that works out. Uh, is let me just ask you this because it just popped into my brain: um, Would Spider-Man have killed Green Goblin if Tobey Maguire yes. or Spider-Man hadn't stepped in? Okay, how do we feel about that?
3: I how do I feel about Tobey stopping him? How do we feel? Or, or how do I how feel, how about... We feel about
1: Tom Holland the murderer? I feel like he was really upset and he would have <laughs> regretted
2: it. <laughs> Yeah, he would have killed them. You're not wrong. He would have done it, and then he would have been like, "Oh no, what have I done?"
1: Yeah,
2: and it would have yeah. it would have been exactly the same way that Toby felt, which is why that mm-hmm. moment was so powerful for both of them. Right, he was rec- Toby was rectifying his decision from 20 years ago and preventing Tom from doing the same.
3: Toby didn't kill. him. No, but Norman but he Oster. also
2: wasn't able to save him. And he said that when he was making the serum, like I've thought about curing Goblin for 20 years. I've thought mm-hmm. about doing this. Yeah. Mm. Um. So it, it it provides both gentlemen the opportunity to kind of fix their own yeah, problems
1: i think that's right i think that's oh, fair which is when,
2: why it works so well it's great i thought was, it was,
3: was beating the crap out of him and oh, then that was Willem fight. defoe was just smiling up at him it was so jokerish you know when back in dark mm-hmm. say
2: <laughs> hey, it really felt like that and, and i the one thing i i didn't love is uh green goblin stabs toby in the back my crowd shrieked in in uh in both disgust and horror at like oh my god did they just kill Toby Maguire or Spider-Man mm-hmm. but they did it he's fine like 30 seconds later it feels like such an empty he, little He literally well, has he a line that's it. like I'm in so much pain. Uh,
1: yeah, he literally has a line that's like eh, I've been stabbed before or something like that or Which is which yeah. is
2: true he has and that's funny but it's like did you just stab him to get us to kind of sure. react in shock only to immediately take it back? Yeah, yeah that's a little that
3: frustrating. That's a little too. It, it definitely yeah. was. Oh, for sure. Ned's magic now, or yeah, was uh, that was? That's he gonna, interesting. He forgot probably.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, does, I, t- well, Does no. he
2: have access to the sanctum? See, sectorum? that's the
1: thing. How, like, does he? Does he remember Doctor Strange? Like, does like the tendrils of forgetting. Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Yeah. The way it affects people who knew that is just, it's, it's nonsensical. So does, does he remember that he has met Dr. Strange? Does he
2: remember? Yes. I think, I think the explanation and hopefully they give us a little more than this in the next Spider-Man movie or even a movie in between where Ned remembers everything, but he remembers doing it with Spider-Man, not with Peter. And I think that's maybe what happens is that the memories are changed in a way that, Maintains the continuity of space time, but it just swaps out Peter's face with Spider Man mask.
3: That actually makes 100% sense because whenever Tom is at Aunt May's graveside, Mm -hmm. Happy walks up and he's like, How do you know her? And he says, Through Spider Man. And he goes, You? And he goes, Yeah, me too. So people know Spider Man. They just don't know Spider Man as Aunt
2: May's nephew. They even know that, so but they don't know Peter. Okay, as Peter. so
3: I'm sorry. No, he didn't know that. He didn't know that Tom Holland was Aunt May's nephew. No, but he knew Spider Man was. <laughs> Wait, what?
1: Happy had to, knew that Had to. Yeah. He had. To, in order to be, be there, he had to know that Spider Man was related, related to Aunt May Aunt May's somehow. Nephew.
2: But he, ne- but didn't know him as Peter Parker, just a kid that lived with. Uh, or a, not even a kid necessarily a man in a costume who lived with my girlfriend. yeah I'm,
3: Aaron, I'm, these are these are the ramifications of having global slash universal consequences to actions is that it leaves so many holes in theories correct. and possibilities so, and wormholes.
1: yeah I, I honestly feel like we could talk about this for another hour. so but let's go <laughs> let, let's go ahead and wrap up. but I do want to follow this thread that you've just placed sure. about replace yeah. face replacement. Idea. Think of
2: Last Action so, Hero, where Arnold Schwarzenegger is replaced by Sil- uh, Sylvester Stallone totally get it. in yeah. that universe as right. the Terminator. Right. Totally, right? totally get what that's you're what saying. That's what happened here. That's my, that's my theory. So what let's here.
1: follow that, shall we? So are you saying that Ned and MJ have memories of trying to get Spider-Man to reverse his identity, but not knowing his identity? So are you yes. saying they just lived all of this movie for real in their memories— But it was just the Spider-Man face, and not and not his face. So then, how do they remember the conversations when he's? (laughs) How do they remember conversations when who was before? You know, Peter Parker is now Spider-Man, saying things like, "You know, I have to make sure people don't know I'm Peter Parker," or you know, like, "Or remember me when this is all done," or because they don't
2: because they don't remember that they forgot it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> shut up She's, you get it has to I, be hey, consistent Karen, in way. magic you just <laughs> magic <laughs> no you're right you're thinking, no i'm just saying i'm saying the thread the threads do pull you know like you start to pull on some oh, of yeah. those threads and it, you know of course it's going to get a little bit silly but um
2: there's a lot of stuff in here that doesn't make sense and i and i wish at some point because this is the only franchise that would make sense for kevin feige needs to come out with like a style guide that carefully explains, like here are the actual concrete years where these movies take place. Here's why Terrence Howard and um, uh, mm-hmm. Don Cheadle are the same character. Just go with it. Here's our version of why this makes sense in canon.
1: Did you see uh, the? A, uh, did you see the uh, Rogers the musical uh, in Spider Man uh, Far From Home? No, uh, I didn't. Up? So yeah, was that in the background in of the Time background. Square or somewhere? Yeah, in Time That's Square great. Somewhere. Uh, there's
2: there's a subreddit uh, dedicated to Star Trek called the Daystrom Institute that um, endeavors to explain away plot holes with in-universe theories. Like, why did this person happen? Sure. Why did we have sure. so many uniform changes in the three Star Trek Next Generation, the four Star Trek movies? Mm-hmm. And there are people that discuss this with all of like the in-universe explanations. Like, well, they changed the uniform and they did this, and there's a reason why... You know, Captain Picard didn't mm-hmm. have the promotion in this episode. It's because – so they'll go back and make sense of what is just out-of-universe right. production mistakes. Right, um, yeah. And I think we need something like that for Marvel, that, like, yes, this is – you pull a thread, the entire yarn comes out. But what if we could just put a bunch of our headcanon stuff together and mm-hmm. make it work?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I – Listen, I don't have trouble suspending my disbelief on most of this stuff. Like it's it, you know, it's it's buried enough under there that I can accept it and just kind of move on. But it will be interesting. It definitely like the like I said, the blip has been the biggest one for me. Where I'm like, no, I'm not buying it. Like a lot of the ways they're explaining it, a lot of the things they're talking about, I just don't buy it. I think it would have. They're just way too like. There's a scene in. Are you both watching Hawkeye? Uh, I don't. Yeah, I haven't watched. I was. I didn't want to.
3: I didn't want to say anything because. That's spoilers for something that we're not really.
1: <laughs> right. So, so in the latest scene of Hawkeye, we get our first, and I won't spoil anything beyond just what happens. We get our very first POV from somebody who was blipped and what it looked like uh, to them um, and yeah. what that experience was like for them. It makes no sense. I hate it. I hate it. It, may, it. Like, because if that's the way it happens for people, people would not have been, most people would not have been panicking because anyways, I, I like without spoiling, I can't go too much further. But just like the it's almost like I want them to not live in it so much. Like if it's if it's if it's going to be so easily dismantled, like, you know, let's just 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 let it live in the background. The blip was the blip, whatever. And for the most part, I think they do that. But whenever they specifically address it, I start to get a little bit frustrated. So I'm wondering if this Peter Parker forgetting thing will be like like that for me, too, that'll just niggle in the back of my mind. And then they'll make a specific reference to it and I'll just get annoyed.
2: <laughs> I have a suspicion they're going to um, actually happens to have the same last name, Jennifer Parker, this, uh, the way they did in, in back to the future too. As soon as that movie opens, Marty's like, well, what did you bring her for? Like they, she's not in the movie, but the last movie ends with Jennifer Parker getting in the car with Marty. And as soon yeah. as the second movie starts, it's like knock her unconscious, put her in the alley and leave her there for the next two films. I think, Spider-Man Four is going to open, and within the first ten minutes, we'll immediately move past this memory thing and just have a, a you know a we'll new see. story. We'll see. That's my thought: is what? that they'll they'll do something, and we'll we'll get past it. Like no, I, I
3: think that we're going to get answers way before that with uh, oh, Doctor sure. Strange and the Multiverse. Right. I think that that's where you're going to see a lot of the uh, the consequences of everything that's just happened. Well,
2: I think Multiverse is up. supposed to come out before originally. It was. I think they probably changed a couple lines of dialogue, but I think um, the meat of the story is going to be uh, irrelevant to what happened in Spider-Man.
1: I mean, I and, and Kang was introduced in, you know, in Loki, and certainly that's going to come back. And there's yeah. just, yeah. I, listen, I love the interconnected stuff. I think it's so fun. I love what Marvel's doing with it that I'm more than willing to suspend my disbelief on stuff like the Blip or the Forgetting or yeah. or whatever. But it right. does it does annoy. Like I do have those moments of annoyance where I'm just like, eh, just stop talking about this. It doesn't make sense. Um, move on well it did
3: uh, look like uh, it did look like at the very end of this movie whenever the fabric of reality is like tearing up and stuff it did look kind of like what was happening at the end of motion oh, sure. you know, no it's absolutely
1: yeah. a reference to that it is absolutely yeah. the, sa- the same idea um, so yeah um, any, any
2: final thoughts were there any moments that we didn't uh, touch upon oh, uh, Andrew proper. I think you mentioned in the show proper the um, something of a scientist myself probably my probably honestly like my favorite moment in the film because it was just so so gosh darn unexpected and and it's just straight fan service like oh you like memes here's one yeah, uh, it was just, I was howling. I was literally cackling in my theater. I
1: guess that's the only thing yeah. I'll say is the the theater response was incredible. Um I, love, it I was love it. I mean just the the cheers in the like it was It was a rowdy group
2: on Thursday at o'clock. It was a lot of
1: fun. It was a lot. Honestly, of fun. my
3: favorite part of this movie is whenever all three Spider-Men are just being Peter Parker. Yeah. Like when they're just sitting around and they're prepping and stuff and they're like Wait. So you have the webs inside you. Do they yep. come out of anywhere else? You know, whenever they're just being, you know, Dudes, I know, bros like being bros. I know Toby and Andrew are older, but they're still kids at heart. You know, mm-hmm. that's the thing that everybody loves about Spider-Man is that he is a kid, no matter how old he gets.
2: All, yeah. all the moments with them were were pitch perfect. Uh, the entire conversation about, yeah, you, we don't work together, we don't work well because we've never been in a team. Well, I've actually yeah. been in the. Is that a band? Is that a are band? you in a band that's like they were so excited to yeah. hear that like a version of them was cool and in a band
1: yeah that and sounds amazing like, what what are the Avengers <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I just I, and, and then there's a scene where Toby is giving Andrew all this an, uh, affirmation like no man you are amazing yeah. and obviously that's a play on the fact that his movies were titled that but it's just so sweet that like these guys yeah. genuinely seem to care about him Andrew has that line about I always wished I had brothers. Yeah, and I think there was there was something really uh, just sweet about every little like the whole bro fest thing they had going on. This, and this, I'm glad mm-hmm. that we got that because it wasn't a cameo.
1: Yeah, this 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 will be my final thing. And then if you guys have anything else you want to say, that's fine. But, you know, we probably do need to wrap up again. I I swear we could talk about this for another hour, probably. But yeah, um, <laughs> my final thing will be that moment uh, where they decided they had to work together. And then the first few moments of them working together in that fight where they are like I think at one point one of them spins a web off of another one of them Yes, like it's so cool there's some like there's just like they're doing some really cool coordinated stuff there that I'm just like oh this is I'm gonna watch this again I may watch this in slow motion like this is this some cool stuff going on there I really 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 enjoyed that last fight how did you guys uh watch this did either of you watch it in 3d
3: or IMAX or anything that's regular Nope. Right like only
1: one
2: I could get a. Uh, I actually had to cancel my existing Showtime, so I could go see a Genesis concert the same night. Oh, so nice. I, I left work early, saw Spider Man at four o'clock, left the movie promptly at six fifty p.m. and went straight to the concert and caught the curtains up by five minutes. It was a, it was a tight evening uh, of a lot of fun. Though. So
3: a gen- like a cover like, band of Genesis? No, or? Genesis.
2: Phil Collins is in frail health, but he uh, he put on one final show. It Was the last no of the way. tour.
3: Yeah.
2: Oh, okay, forget your in Boston. Where yeah, in Boston. Like bands
3: actually go, you
1: know.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah.
1: Boston Garden.
2: No, <laughs> yeah. the, the three three of like the original four founding members Peter Gabriel's number. Great
1: private, crossover event. Great crossover. Great huge, event. huge oh, crossover event. Amazing crossover. I
2: was going to say uh, Aaron on your thought. Yeah, the sh- the thought the shot of all three of them running in unison and then jumping I mean, off and I all mean. of them and all of them doing the swan dive and all hooting and hollering while they're doing it. And they land, obviously, in the superhero pose, perfectly framed by John Watts's wide lens on the Statue of Liberty's head. I was just like, god damn, that's awesome. I just, it was something so fun. And obviously, we know it, that's the hero shot. We're gonna get this super obvious team up moment where we see them all at once in their prime. Mm-hmm. But when you, same way I felt when we got Avengers 2012, that spin around hero mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. Um, we know it, we expect it. But it's we just, want it. <laughs> but it, it's so good when, when they when they nail it. When oh, they get and, ja- it
1: right. and Jamie Foxx telling him, I thought you might be black, like, you know, kind of hinting was, at uh, no, Miles. Yeah. And that was fun. Yeah, it was really, really great. Andrew, did you have anything else that you wanted to mention before we close this up, before we close up shop? Uh, no, I uh, can't wait to watch what it a again. a fun movie, man. Well, it's just, it's so much can't fun. Wait. And at the end of the day, Marvel has always been so good at that. And, you know, just, just coming away, having a blast. Watching I, I, play I know with it's toys. fresh.
3: In all of our minds, but where would you guys put this in the Marvel? It's way, you know, it's it's form. way too
1: fresh for me to to figure that out. But it's up there. I had a good time for sure. Yeah. So I will
2: yeah. I will be uh, pondering that. Uh, I might go and see it again before I, I think about. It. I know in terms of the Spider-Man series of the, I guess if you count Venoms, there's there's twelve of those or eleven actually. I'm sorry, yeah. eleven total if you include Venom and Spider Verse. And of those 11, I think No Way Home is probably second or third, only behind Rainey's second, and maybe Spider Man 2. Yeah. Spider Man 2, and maybe the original from 2002.
3: I, I would put this at the top. I think this is my number one, wow. but it's very close to Spider-Man 2.
2: Well, there you
1: go. A, that is a, that is high praise and a great way to finish this off. Uh, thank you guys for sticking around for length lengthy Spider spoilers and uh, uh, worth it. Probably be doing another lengthy uh, Matrix spoiler next week. We'll see, but we'll uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll catch I you. I will later. be listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.